The Illuminati Telegraph. What's up, everybody? Good to see y'all again here in the cyber airfields of wonder, wisdom, and what the fuck ever. Today, you know we have to. We're doing a 9-11 We're doing a 9-11 episode. Okay? So we talked about you know, we didn't really beat any dead horses here. Jesse blew my freaking mind. He had this uh he had this article, man. I was glad I smoked weed before we started because by the time we got to that part, dude, I was you know when you're high and your mind is blown genuinely and you're like, "Holy shit, I don't ever want this moment to end." That's what was happening. I don't say a word like the whole time. And you know me, I like to talk. So this episode, it's just cool, man. And we talked about, I mean, 9-11 is not cool. Do you know what I'm saying? But I feel like we had a really good conversation and shared some great stuff. And fucking, you know, we, we covered some new stuff that they're putting out. You know? And it's just kind of weird because the forever war just ended, supposedly. It's the 9-11 anniversary. They got a lot of stuff coming out of mainstream establishments and you know they're conditioning and padding some narratives reinforcing false narratives or half true narratives so we kind of talk about a lot of stuff kind of talk about a lot of stuff you know um then we have some surprise bonus episode uh, bonus articles at the end some anthropology since we've been talking about giants and we talk about tony hawk putting blood on his skateboards what the fuck so, also, we, my band, Alfred and the Tedinators, has decided to publish that live record I was promoting forever. It's going up a song at a time. Today is day five. By the time you hear this, it will be six, seven. There's 11 days total, 11 tracks. And then on the 12th day, on September 16th, the whole record drops. And that is in celebration of Yom Kippur, the Jewish Sabbath of Sabbath. We're doing the 11 days of Yom Kippur, which don't exist, but they do because we have 11 songs to release. So we're just going to do it leading up to the holiday that's kind of relevant because it's there. But yeah, no connection between the Jewish holiday, Yom Kippur, and our record or the title of it, which we haven't released the title yet. Maybe we did in a hashtag here or there. So go check that out. It's on our YouTube, Offering the Ted Naders. The playlist is called Psycho Gringo, Tale of the Feathered Serpent. There you go. There's the name of the record. And then it's going to be available everywhere. Check out Golgothan, uh, streaming on Twitch, all that stuff. Let's get into this episode. I cannot wait. I don't know. I just like to see the airflow, but I like to see the unseen. I get you. See the the elements of the room that normally go unnoticed. Yeah, like uh, I just got a new car. It's got a sunroof, so I smoked and I on that. By the way, uh, oh, thanks, man. I opened it just to where it tilts, and I watched the smoke, and then I opened it fully with AC, without AC. It's a bit too much, but I was like, man, let's see how let's see how it goes. Maybe new car already. Oh yeah. You got to break it in. Yeah, I mean, if you leave your windows down and air it out, it doesn't smell. 
even cigarettes. It'll smell yeah, like right. new the next day. But so if if the cops pull you over in Colorado and your car reeks like you just smoked in it, how much trouble are you in? I don't know. I don't smoke like that in my car where I'm burning blunts and hot boxing and driving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I'll take a like I'll pack a bowl that's two hits. I cash it. And it's out. Got you. And the windows are down. I ride with the windows down until I can't taste it in my mouth anymore. Makes sense. So oh. I keep going to my sound preferences when I'm trying to do audio video for Skype. Okay, what were you saying? No, I was just curious, like if like there's this, even if you're just riding with, you know, you have weed, if you have weed in your car, like, and it's pretty stinky stuff, like, yeah, even just riding with it. Like how much anxiety is there when you live in a state where it's legal, like Colorado? Not a lot. Like, oh shit! I ran a stop sign and I get pulled over and I got weed on me. Like, are you fucking freaking out? Or I think it's just the ticket. I should know this, but I think you just get a ticket. Got you. Unless I they can do OWI laws. Yeah, but I don't know how they prove that because, like, if there's a breathalyzer oh. for it. They have to take a, a lung, a blood test right there. To prove that you're like high right now. Yeah. And then, you know, fucking, uh, what's, what else? I don't know. I forgot. I'm high right now. <laughs> I'm high right now in my laptop. You're supposed to be changing like, your fucking background picture. For the past I know. I, I clicked the plus button to add it, but this laptop is, I don't know what the fu- fudge. It's like the mouse doesn't work or so. Okay. Sorry. I'm not going to waste too much time trying to fix it. It's good. We got, we, it's not like we have a long one today anyway. Short. Yeah. It's uh 9-11 today. 9/11. Well, I'm going to get this episode up on 9-11, but right now it's not quite. Dude, what the fuck? Nice background. I love it. This is perfect. I like the corner. Oh, see, this is perfect because I wanted to turn it off to show you this new hat I got. Look at this new Colorado Rockies hat, dude. Look how beautiful that is. Mm -hmm. Looks Illuminati-esque to me. How so? It's dark blue. It's got the CR. It's 4th of July. I got you. Guy gave me a discount. I gotta look into the symbolism. I don't know. Colorado Rockies, CR. Look at that. No, it's I'll put nice. it on. Look like a baseball bro. There you go. <laughs> it doesn't fit with my headphones, so I can't wear it. Could have made that work. Dude, this fucking plus button's not working, and I don't goddamn know why. It's your life with technology, Dylan. Like, I don't know, man. It never works for you. I can click on everything else, but whatever. It's all good. We'll just have a normal background. Is it because we're recording? Is that why? Yeah, I don't know. My laptop's hot, too, because I don't have any airflow in here. That's why I was asking about if it was whining or not, because I got to, like, fucking, I got this little fan. How hot is it over there right now? What is it like? I don't know where my shit is, but it's like 90. Okay, same temperature over here. We're getting a cool front tonight, so everyone's excited. 
It's going to be in the 60s. High 60s, but... That's where it's been here. Yeah, it must be nice. But you also... It's at night. High 60s over there in a beautiful landscape with, like, mountains and shit around you. Well, not around me. They're an hour you see away them in the at distance. Least. Yeah, that's nice. I can see them from my window right here. Yeah, see? Well, my awning is down, so not anymore. Fucking liar. But I, I can so see them in my yard. What's been up with you this week? Went to two San Francisco Giants-Colorado Rocky games. Got drunk at both of them. Got our asses kicked at both of them. That's where I got this sweet hat. Let's look at it again. Look at that shit. Love it. It's, it's gorgeous. You see that blue? It looks black it. to me, but sure. See, that's the thing is it's not. It's actually like a royal blue. If I can get it in the light, you can see the nice... Your you laptop camera is not doing it justice. But you can see one. some... No, no, to, no, uh, to myself and the viewers, this is going to 100% look like a black and red hat. Well, it is like not. Satan. It's a beautiful hat. Looks Satanistic beautiful. to us, but okay. Okay, well, okay. Just mess with you. Um, so we got like, drunk at two baseball games. That's got fun. Ass was kicked first time the Rockies got swept this season <clears throat> at their home stadium. Sounds like you should never go to any more Rockies games to me. Uh, I mean, they're not at the top of the get, top of the list, you know. Yeah, you know, you, you've set them off on a bad streak for the rest of the season now. Nah, man. No, nah, Giants are the best in the league. I found out. Literally number one. Nothing about baseball. Baseball today. Me neither. Like I just found that out. Like who's the best in the league? So we're down there. From what I understand, the owners suck ass. I smell something coming through my window. Neighbor smoking a cigarette or something. But I don't know. Apparently the owners suck ass and don't care about trading the right players and keeping people. So I don't know. But they're a good team. They're a good team. <laughs> Sounds like they aren't that great of a team. Dude, I, like they were 3-0 our first three live games. They kicked ass. Yeah, but aren't there how many baseball games are in a baseball season? Like 140. I know, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Who knows nothing. I'm not. I'm not fair weather though, man. Well, I'm like, glad you're hardcore. Like if you're a, a Saints fan this year, that might be important. Yeah, so I think she would have Drew Brees. See, I think they're still positives because they might be getting their ass kicked, but then they catch them slipping. And they start stunting on those fools. And it's like, okay, you beat us. But don't forget, we still caught y'all slipping. So it's still good. And you're you know, looking forward to the future, you know? I think people are just bitter and negative. Wow, the Rockies, they suck and this and that and whatever. It's like, dude, did you see that fucking home run when we needed it? Shut you're right, up. though. It's like anything else in life, man. It's the yeah, hard man. times that really, yeah. really make the good times stand out in life. Right? Yeah, the struggle is what shapes the character of a person, and in this case, of a baseball team. So, and they have good asshole gear fans that are being fairweather fans that just aren't sticking with them. They don't get it. They don't understand the philosophy of life. This is actually, this is actually the best time in yes. the Rockies' career. Yes, man, because it is the struggle. The struggle. Yeah. It's coming together right now. People. Even yeah, exactly. Could have said it better. Even the Saints won a Super Bowl and continued kicking ass. That's right. 
you know, now we're going to go through the struggle again. We lost our best player. But let's you know, go. There's a lot of Rockies. bandwagon things. Yeah, and they get free tickets from the radio station and complain after the game. That's what they do. Well, not if you don't have your uh, your free tickets and you got to show your proof of vaccination now. So, yeah, that's crazy, right? You have, to, you have to show proof of vaccination to get into the game. Nah, man. Oh, okay. I didn't know if they were I mean, doing that there yet. No, it doesn't seem. No. No, I mean, so, there's. Denver's weird. It's like in the middle. It's like there's little pockets. Hmm. There's little factions. I, I just of imagine Denver to be like ultra liberal, ultra lockdown. Uh, Bellingham, Washington is more, but Denver is like. See, that's what I expected too. For the most part, people are pretty weird, but I don't think people are that awake here. I think they a lot of people move here just to go on adventures and get in shape while everyone notices them at a fancy sushi place mm. and they drive. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of all the same. So people aren't necessarily one way or the other. They're just trying to do this thing and like whatever so we'll wear a mask and we'll get vaccinated and we'll enforce it when we have to but until then we're just gonna like wear a mask worry about ourselves yeah but it's like it's still more covid protocol just to say that like but it's it's i wouldn't say it's lax but they just try not to be noticed. They do enough to not be noticed, and then, if anything, people go too far and they double mask and ask you to get out of the lobby so they could walk through and get takeout, and then they call you a loser if you refuse to, even though they're masked. And You know what I'm saying? Like, that's Denver. It's like, you don't have to do this. This is fine. Just get your food. It's weird. Like, it's not a law... So there's a DIY venue we play with in Fort Collins. It's called Blast and Scrap. And it's like, yeah, it's not the Underground Sea, but it's been interesting. And Underground Sea is the pinnacle. (laughs) Yeah, man. For those of you that are listening, Underground Sea is the all-ages venue from New Iberia, Louisiana. That got the whole thing popping off. And what was the other place? Toys. Yeah, that's way old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the blast and the scrap is neither one of those, but it's it's a DIY venue, as in you bring your own PA and shit like that. Um, it's a DIY venue. I mean, like all ages. Oh, okay. Like that kind of thing where they just put on punk shows and do whatever they want. Got you. But they don't have a venue. It's in a parking lot of like a warehouse store that's trying to end food short at food throwing away food so they give away like just free bags of chips and twizzlers and cool so you stock up and play a show yeah and like there's not a lot of people that go because it's not like a cool place it's just a fun show it sounds fun anyway but they're checking vaccination cards now (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be like, like so. That, that there's a venue in Baton Rouge called the Wood Shop, and it's literally a wood shop, like a fucking working. Like they just move the wood and shit out of the way. <laughs> they set up. There's no stage or nothing. You just fucking play in the middle of this fucking thing. That sounds dangerous. 
it is super dangerous because if someone drops a cigarette or something like that, you are fucked. But well, anyway, if someone's uh, hardcore dancing and throws their wrist across the saw blade and then yeah, they bleed they, out. They put all that shit away for oh, sure. Okay. I mean, that would be crazy. You're still standing in like the middle of a fucking wood shop and they just have a certain area kind of blocked off for you. It's a big, big area. But it's totally, like you said, DIY, right? So there's not really a fucking venue. It's just some dude. The dude who owns the wood shop likes fucking metal and likes to put on metal shows there. And they actually have pretty good turnout and stuff when we when we played it. But that would be like them being like, hey, wait, can I see your vaccination card? Uh, put your mask on before before you go into the venue. It's like, yeah, we're playing in the middle of a wood shop that can catch on fire at any fucking second. And then this this probably we're probably breaking a bunch of other laws already playing here this is not a sanctioned fucking venue set up to like even have this amount of, there's no parking or anything like that it's it's a fucking place of business and we're, we're running shows there but it sounds like the same type of situation with this stash and whatever stash and grab or whatever the fuck it's called <sighs> <laughs> i don't remember what you said stash and grab um blast and scrap blast and scrap yeah and the guys the guys really <laughs> The guy's really nice, so I don't want to talk uh, any negative mess, but... Yeah. Um, sure he's not watching this podcast, but yeah. Yeah. It's just like... My, my thing that I'm getting back to is it's not the law for you to have to do that. It's you see, you see my background? It worked. Yeah. 9-11, is this the, the crash in the woods? Yeah. Shankville. I got more pictures I want to show, so I picked the least revealing one for the background. But just a little tease. Um, like, it's not the law. So anybody choosing to do it is just doing it out of following cherry-picked science that fits an obvious narrative if you haven't picked on by now. If anything, like... Or they're just, like, like grandstanding. Why don't we just do testing, right? Like, show a negative test yeah i mean that's fine all right they have the rapid test now yeah and then people are gonna have to pay for them because another government's not going to help with that either no but and we'll get to this i guess but that's supposed to be part of biden's six-part plan he's about to announce yeah here like today eastern time so yeah i'll pull up a little article on that we'll get to that in a minute yeah talk about that well before that, let me tell you a quick story just now. Okay. Uh, right before I jumped on the podcast, Tiffany's like, hey, there's, there's some wasp that have been like flying around the front door. All right, well, uh, she's like, can you just go go take care of it before you jump on? So I had, we just bought some wasp spray. Um, fast forward, like, or let me rewind. Earlier today, we were outside, like just kind of hanging out on the front area and I have this bench by my front door. And I, I sat down with Lily in my hand and I noticed there was like a waltz that just kind of flew around me or whatever. And I didn't pay much attention to it, just making sure she didn't, get, you know, wasn't getting near her. Yeah. Well, anyway, so just now when I go to try and find out where those wasps are coming from, I pull that bench forward and right literally directly behind where I was sitting, there was two wasp nests with about 30 fucking wasps on them. Huge, huge nests. With, and I shit you not, doing like 30 fucking wasps right there. And I was sitting there this morning with my two-month-old baby directly on the spot on the bench where where they were at. So, um, Dude. I fucking nuked them with that fucking wasp spray. 
Was that an adrenaline rush? Got away. I, I got I got I got killed most of them. What? Dude, was it like an adrenaline rush? Like, all right, let's go, motherfuckers, and you got rid uh, of the spray. Dude, <sighs> have you ever seen like up? a nest with like thirty walls like that? Yeah, not it was that a many, super, but I've super I've adrenaline rush. Like a small one, and they come out. Oh well, I, this spray like it kind of like uh, it wouldn't. You know how they have like the you can have like the really thin streams. No, this was like a, a wider stream of spray so i was able to kind of catch them before they were able to uh, i was able to come from the top and catch them before they flew off nice i got like i said i got uh, maybe two two or three got away but most of them most it killed them like on impact damn but uh yeah damn. anyway just a little uh fun story for right before the podcast that was like two seconds ago wow what a Heart terrible a death else. What a terrible yeah. death that is, man. Just the... I mean, I guess people have been gas attacked before in history, so it's not foreign to us, but... When their nerve system just goes crazy and they're... That's always a weird thing to watch. I, it, they've been bad around my house lately. Like, uh, my air conditioner was kind of giving me some problems the other day, so I went out there with a... They have this outside fuse that shuts it off that you can pull so i was going to pull it just to kill power to it to check something and inside the box that where disconnect the fuse is at where the it's disconnect called, is at yeah um inside the box with the disconnect there was a fucking wasp nest in there and i had to get to the fuse so like <laughs> i didn't have any wasp spray at the time either so and what are you gonna I, do spray wasp spray on a live yeah, wire you can't, yeah you can't do that anyway so like i just grabbed the fly spot and just use the opposite end of it to fucking and just I was running around my yard like an idiot, like with wasps flying, like ten or fifteen wasps flying around me. I'm like swatting at him, in the, like running around my yard in my front yard. Drives <laughs> right? so my neighbors are probably like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" That's <laughs> funny. Like running around swatting. I got him out though, and I was able to get the disconnect out. Yeah, I was an electrician, so I know that's I called know. a disconnect. I used to do it. I know, I know, Dylan. You know, you yeah, know, so I know Mr. Chris is electric. I know a thing or two. Thing that he could wire a house. You have I could. House. I'd have to call a friend when I'm doing the panel and telling the city what kind of service I need because I'd be like, wait, hold up. But then after that, to code, too, bitch. Yeah. Well, they probably updated stuff now, but you know, you know. To code from like 2007, bitch. I do what I can. I do what I can. So, yeah, man, we're on the anniversary of 9 11. Um, yeah, man. Uh, anniversary. Are, are you anticipating any crazy shit happening? No, I actually didn't think about that. I've been distracted by... No, I've been distracted by the Netflix documentary that just conveniently dropped. Hold on, what just happened? See, you might say, oh, well, it dropped because of 9-11. I was thinking this Netflix, Netflix documentary called 9-11 it just dropped um, I forgot the subtitle of it but my first reaction was I bet it doesn't tell the whole story for sure and right after we pulled out of Afghanistan it ended the forever war you know what I'm saying yeah. so this is really geared on the surface of, if you look at it on the surface it was geared towards wrapping up the story on the war we just ended on a positive political note. They painted this in a positive note? 
not a positive note, but relative to the backlash of the soldiers dying and the, the war crimes committed during the pullout of Afghanistan recently and the end of the forever was a lot of saving face and damage control. This 9-11 documentary felt like that. It had a little bit of conclusion mm. on the forever war added to it. Conclusion and diversity? Conclusion. Okay. Yeah. Like it kind of, but um, 9-11's right around the corner. Come check that out. I watched it just to, to it, commentary on it. Uh, I was just, I didn't want to like, I don't know, like, you know, short notice, long. Yeah. I didn't watch all of it. I just watched like the first episode and some of the fourth just to see oh, like a series. Yeah, like just to see what kind of picture they're painting. If they're going to talk right away about the bombs in the basement, that firemen, first responders were some of the first witnesses to talk about how they were violently shook and hit the walls in the basement before the towers collapsed after the plane hit. You know, and talk about any of that. No, no, no. I just talked about people's firsthand accounts of getting out alive and and then just like a lot of emotional connection you know like oh this happened to this person this happened to this person and then the plane fell at this time and then they started getting in episode four into the donald rumsfeld and colin powell talking about we'll go wherever the enemy is when you have something like this and they were building up the war and talking about weapons of mass destruction and the al-qaeda agent they tortured to get him to confess about weapons of mass destruction and that was where our evidence for it came from a guy who we coerced so where's the video for that and if he ever saw making a murderer it's so obvious to see how good uh, authority can coerce a confession from a pressured and gullible person you're torturing and making a murder it was Brendan Dassey who is obviously not mentally there and that video nobody can look at that and and not agree he was coerced to confess he murdered Teresa Halbach. So what is the CIA doing to this Al-Qaeda guy to get him to confess? Like I mean that's what they're that's definitely what they did. They coerced that confession out of him and that was their evidence and that's like not evidence at all. So that's got us into the war, but it didn't criticize Rumsfeld or Colin Powell or the theory of hijackers. It didn't question any of that. The bolt, it kind of put Rumsfeld and... Hijackers, weren't the hijackers Saudi? Yes, it got into how there was pushback about how the war was in Iraq and we pushed back, but it didn't go deep at all. It was just like, that was, that was it. But Colin Powell and Rumsfeld were kind of painted in a good light because the whole spin is like terrorist and we were at war right away. Like we need to go to war and fight them. It was just, it wasn't, I mean, if, if you know what's up and you've done your research on the inside job of nine 11 and ask those real questions, which I have pictures for you see in the background, where's the plane debris, Jesse from the plane that crashed into the Pentagon. Where is it? There's the footage of that. Where's the footage of the most secure yeah. building in the world? Where's the, the plane debris? Yeah. It's you, like, there is footage of it, but it's like, it's like a split second. Have you watched it? It was like a split second. Oh yeah. Is there is there a like team out here putting out a fire? I can't see. Is there a team putting out a fire? It's like a fire team. Well, one of these pictures they're putting out a fire and there's no plane. And the plane would be the most flaming object cuz it ran in and exploded yeah, the like building. No pieces. So what did they do? They 
they drove and unloaded a flaming plane before they put the fire out at the you know where's the plane and that's the part of the pentagon where all the paperwork about the missing trillions of dollars was for yeah and that was a wing yep no documents no documents also no like air defense because they were wondering if it was a drill or real life because we were running a drill like really this leading up to thing. 9-11 that you know what i'm saying like and then people are like oh well you know you want the army to run drills it's like dude are you not understanding this they were running a terrorist drill and it happened so that our trained pilots don't know if it's a drill or not because that's this is what they've been drilling was Pentagon and World Trade attacks. And people act like the government has never done shit like this in the past. Like yeah. sacrificed American citizens. Being willing to sacrifice American citizens to push an agenda. To get them to go to war with certain countries that they want to invade. And reap the resources from. Yeah. Yeah, and that Bible verse crazy that I sent you, the love of money is the root of all evil. I mean, Jesus nailed it when he said that because that's what you put. It was like, why the fuck would they do this? And you just put dollar signs and shit. Yeah. It's like, that's true, man. All the most corrupt, evil shit in the world, it's just the love of money. Money and power. Money yeah. And power. Those are almost kind of synonymous, you know? If you got a lot yeah, of, of money. Course you have a lot of money, you have a lot of power. That, is, that you, is how you acquire power in the 21st century. But if you have a lot of power and no money, you're probably a serial killer like Manson that runs a cult. Well, they're serial killers too, and they ran a different cult called Vote Left or Right every four years. A different cult called Democracy. It's true. That's going to be the name of my first book I release as an independent YouTuber. A different cult. Democracy. Yeah, I'm too high to remember what it was. I'll have to go back and watch that. So you sent me an article with uh, White House staffers that were Correct. there on 9-11. Correct. And, and I didn't read it when I sent it to you. I just knew this was coming from something mainstream. It's leading up to 9-11. We just ended the war. Let's see what kind of narratives are being pushed across the board. So I was like, okay, let's look at this. So this like doesn't. It's just very like per personal account of yeah. like, hey, this is what it's it's okay. I mean, if anything, it kind of illuminates like, hey, there are probably a lot of people that were in the dark about this inside job that happened anyway. Because I mean, these were people that worked in the West Wing directly with the president. And yeah, and like, I, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, I did notice a couple things along in this article, and I found pictures and stuff. So. Speaking of the West Wing and all that shit, because this was a very milquetoast article. I don't mean to cut you off. It's just uh, there's like a, a milquetoast article of like a personal account of what happened, and it just kind of reinforces trauma on a personal level. Like how they do propaganda and conditioning and action movies whenever they make the CIA agent personable. Mm -hmm. They don't show them for what they really are in real life. Like they, they, like, uh, Jack Ryan. What's his name from the office? That's the CIA agent Jack Ryan on Amazon. 
You know who I'm talking about? No. Jack Ryan on Amazon. I don't watch Jack Ryan. Well, me neither, but you've had to have seen the thumbnail. Just they put it in your face. Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan. But it's Jim from The Office. He's the CIA mm. agent. Is Jack Ryan a CIA agent? Yeah, and he rides his bike to work and has a satchel, and he's like, what? What's going on? I get it. He's like the lovable CIA agent. Yeah, like, and it, wanna, it's also a badass, but... Yeah, but they... hero, James Bond type. They make it personable. Yeah. And they... You and they you know, like the CIA are the good guys. But they, they do it to condition for programming and propaganda around what's act what the cia is actually doing like that show is a cover for the cia in real time right now do you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. a propaganda arm so like they're talking about syria and saudi arabia they probably got stuff about venezuela about a coup you know what i'm saying an episode about the coup in venezuela and he's like what's going on we're helping everybody but i don't understand and then all the cia agents come out carrying babies and like get down and it's perfect headshots and the guys they're killing are like villagers that look vietnamese and it's like Dee! and they die and they're saving the world but really they're just transporting drugs they're they're putting like a it called when you impose sanctions on them crashing them from their their economy inside out on medicine and then propagandizing by making them look like victims of their own state so we have to go save them propping up terrorist groups to put them in power so that they can continue their yeah like the whole maduro thing i get it mixed up but i'm maduro like the people whoever they installed in the coup recently is not a good person and was not who the people voted for. The people voted it's for... It's crazy because we're supposed to be a country that's super for democracy, but every time we pull this shit off, we take out the officials that were elected by the people democratically and put back in these fucking dictators. Yeah, and the propaganda and we run we're, And we're supposed to be, think, oh, hey, you know what, that, you know... We're doing it for the good and the safety. They didn't know what they they didn't know what they needed, so they voted for the wrong person. So we put the right one back in power for you. Yeah, and Jack Ryan's like a cover for that because they have a Venezuela episode that doesn't tell that story. Do they really have a Venezuela episode? Yeah, if I recall correctly, I didn't watch much of it, but they have a lot of shows like that, like the the storylines of these action shows and movies like this. They go from Iraq to Afghanistan to Russia to all the countries we're at war with. And we're always the good guy. You'll notice that pattern on a big scale. And like lately, it's been Venezuela entering the mix. We're in Venezuela. We're in um, whatever's happening in Puerto Rico. Probably have some Puerto Rico episodes coming out. You know, we'll have some COVID episodes coming out about you know, people in the streets, the CIA's got to help and intelligence agencies are helping see because, like, that's how it's happening on all the movies and TVs, TV shows. But anyway, just propaganda and Jack Ryan and Venezuela and 9-11. 9-11. And the documentaries and this article, it's all this, like, concerted... Because nobody's talking about the real fucking questions. Not a goddamn question about where's the plane. Not a goddamn question about where's the footage. Not a goddamn article about fucking Tower 7. Whatever you want to think about that. Yeah. Nothing. Just personal accounts of the emotional thing. 
And the first thing I noticed that was interesting in here. We'll find it. Okay, so... Story began as an assignment from the White House Historical Association to write about that day for its 20th anniversary edition of the White House History, History, Quarter, History Quarterly. So this story is coming from the White House. This is what they want out right now. I interviewed a range of White House staffers from cabinet officials and aides assisting the vice president of the National Security Council to the interns, bah, 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 who had begun their service at the White House on that day. So there are people that began on that day. Yeah, day one. That's very indoctrinating. On day one, like you got soldiers for life, dude. You can strategically hire guys and get them started when you know 9-11 is going to happen. It's like now we got a nice bunch of people that anyway has seen shit they can't talk about. That's conspiracy. I don't know. That was my first thought. Here's where it gets interesting. So she just talks about right after the planes crash, everyone started rushing around. Secret Service directed the West Wing staff out of their office into the windowless mess, which was thought to be the safest place at the time. But then agents, weapons drone, ordered everyone to get out now, sending staffers racing through iron gates at the West Executive Avenue. Bah, bah, bah. Women were told to take off their high heels and run for their lives. Tourists at the White House ran from the building. They left strollers on the lawn. That's crazy. Uh, just grabbed their babies and ran. Yeah, so check this out. Across the White House complex, the Secret Service ordered staff to evacuate ASAP. In the five-story old executive office building next door, however, many staffers learned about these orders. From the only by watching the TV, seeing the Chiron White House being evacuated. How the fuck did the news get the story before people in the White House? Good fucking... Well... So, if I were going to play devil's advocate on that, so it could be two, two things, right? That we already had, since we knew it was an inside job, we already had the story kind of leaked to key people within the news to paint the narrative in the light that we needed it painted it in right so that's the conspiracy correct second thing would be i mean just the reality of the situation you have the the secret service guy gets a call it's like get you have get everyone out of the white house immediately a plane is on the way they fucking freak out and they just they pull guns and they say get everyone out of the white house now and they run the people who are running out of the white house i'm sure they have ties and shit to the media uh, probably immediately, you know, reaching out to friends and family to let them know what's going on. And the they the secret secret service members just never made their way to that other building to alert to alert them. So it could have been five, ten minutes after they were evacuated before before they ended up getting the the news he's seeing about on the news and getting out. So. It, this article doesn't say like, hey, this is the amount of time that was between the White House getting evacuated and the other building. It just says that they learned about it from the television. So there could have been some sort of 10 to 15 minute even time frame between the evacuation and it getting on the news. And it seems like if you work in the White House, you obviously have ties with the press. There are probably press in the White House at the time. Because there usually is. 
So they were able to leak the story pretty quickly. How long, so, on average, do you think a news <clears throat> organization, how long do you think, on average, it takes for them to confirm a story before they go live well, if right they have now? A, if they have a reporter in the White House. Because that does take time. That if does they have take a reporter time. in the White House, they get evacuated. That report, you, you damn know the first thing that reporter is doing is calling you know, uh, calling this station back to let them know what's going on. And it, probably how long does it take, right away. how long does it take for them to get a ticker up? Cause, cause it was just a ticker that popped up on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Kyra. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't take very long. Um, I asked that question. That's a fair answer. I asked that question because for, I want to say it was the Vegas shooting and this happens, uh, more than once. Robbie Martin goes really, into detail about this and he times a lot of there's a lot of actual 9-11 timed reports where the news is reporting the building falling before the building fell the people the people the people are there like on cnn and shit the people are there ready to go live at the scene before on average you can logistically go live on scene because it takes an hour to get out there and to get set up yeah, no. and, and they're there within minutes live crews and that happened again on at the las vegas shooting because it was like whenever you got a sense i think it was a las vegas shooting but it, it's happened like that time discrepancy of when they go live with the story makeup lights um teleprompter on scene satellite feeds they you know that's a that's a so this just struck me as that when the news is there right away but that's fair in a situation like this if a reporter's in the white house which there's always like some kind of reporter there right but do you yeah, think they would call and do that when they're running for their life because Secret Service has guns on them and says, kick off your heels and get the fuck out um, now? For the thrill of the fucking story to be the person that breaks that? Of course. If you're a hardcore journalist, they'll be running like, I'm running out the White House and I could die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think most of these journalists, That's a if, they're, if they work their way, their way into the, the White House, they're probably pretty hardcore. Jesse, since your computer's faster, can you research the... Can you Google up, how would you word that, the live reporters during the 9-11 attacks that were there too early? There's one lady who said, it's there. It might take a minute to find, just for those listening. It's there. Sorry, I keep sliding my stool back and forth, making loud noises. Suspiciously early. Let's try that. Mm, no, nothing. Nothing. Are you using Google? I'm using DuckDuckGo. Okay. Interesting. Although I did find an interesting article said the illegal CIA operation that brought us 9-11. It's really long, though. Um, sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking for it. It's okay. It'll be worth it if we can find it. 
I'm running the search too, but it just goes a little slower. Should I just search Ronnie Martin? Reporter? Uh, no, he doesn't come up a lot in search results. He doesn't do videos and stuff. He sells it. Um, like he has a document. He's got a podcast that goes into it, and he's got a long form documentary. But he doesn't have like a YouTube channel where it's like, hey, I'm Robbie Martin. What's up? So, 9 11 news reports early and scripted. Yeah, I'm having a hard time finding this, dude. Yeah, it's hard to word it. I'll find it. Bet your sweet ass, I'll find it. Not maybe not right now. I should have thought about this, but there was a really great just timeline of like all the events leading up to and into the invasion of 9/11 and the invasion of uh, of Afghanistan. And uh, it just lists out basically facts, right? Like these are things that happen on these dates, and it all and it all clearly shows, you know, why we invaded, why we want, why we would want a situation like nine eleven to occur so that we could go to war. I wish I could have I could have found that to have it ready to go for this episode, but bbc.co. What? bbc.co.uk slash blog slash the editor slash 2007 slash 02 slash part underscore of underscore the underscore conspiracy.html uploading it. it said the reporter said the building had collapsed 20 minutes before it collapsed in their head that the major news organization were in on 9-11 but not bother to change their opinion it's loading that's just like the little thing that shows up in the search but there's something there there's some stuff there. I'm searching that. I, I searched the 9-11 news reporter said building two collapsed before building two collapsed. It's still loading less than halfway. My computer's like a thousand degrees right now. I'm just hoping it doesn't shut off in the middle of the podcast. I'll be good at the soldier. So, I got a USB webcam for my Mac Mini soon. And I'll yeah, and that thing will run you to Skype go. like a beast. What? Did you find anything? Um, Not really. I'm just going to text you this link. It's running way too slow. Anyway. I'm not even going to edit this out because this is what this is what research sounds like, everybody. Welcome to our world. 
at the top of the food chain. Real journalists there doing no real shit facts. right here. Conspiracy theories about Tower 7. Although its collapse potentially made architectural history, all of the thousands of tons of steel from the skyscraper were taken away. The third tower was occupied by Secret Service, the CIA, the Department of Defense, and the Office of Emergency Management, which would, which could, which would co- coordinate any response to a disaster or a terrorist attack. The destruction of the third tower was never mentioned in the 9-11 Commission report. The first official inquiry t- into Tower 7 by the federal by FEMA was unable to be definitive about what caused its collapse. In May 2002, FEMA concluded that the building collapsed because of intense fires had burned for hours, fed by thousands of gallons of diesel stored in the building. But it said this had only a low probability of occurrence and more work was needed. <clears throat> so that's why there's conspiracy around it. I think this article will try and explain it away. Yeah, nothing about the reporter being here early. But this was on BBC, like you said. The only one that came up when I searched for stuff like that. You texted me that link? Uh, the link didn't work. It keeps hitting a dead end. Give me one second. Biden is live. Oh, shit. We're missing it, Dylan. We could have just watched that like live streamed on the podcast. It's all good. It's not too late, man. It's almost over. Oh, shit. All good. Anyway, 9-11 was an inside job. Do your research. Look it up. Okay. Texting you the link now. One thing that's uh, I'm just looking through my text messages. One thing that always like why why do this to me? Why do my friends text me just hey man, and like that's the only text they send. So I guess they're waiting for me to say hey back, but it's like just just text me what you need. <laughs> my my weird by. No, I mean, uh, are they just? Yeah, you just text me to, like just text me like forty minutes ago. Hey man. That's it. That's all I got from him. Yeah, like he can't. Either he's trying to spark up casual combo, or he's waiting he's for you to line. say. He's waiting for you to say hey before he says what he needs. Yeah, probably. Like, but then, like, that's then weird. I got Then I got to start with like a hey, ma'am, what's up? Instead of just so there's extra text in there that are unneeded versus him just being like. Hey, what do we do for work uh, on tomorrow? Blah, 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 blah. And I can just respond succinctly without, without succinctly. the fucking pleasantries at the beginning of the conversation. I didn't get that link. It just showed up as a blank message. Oh, for real? What the fuck, Dylan? This is like Dude, the most lame part of the podcast ever. If you, I thi- if you folks have stuck with this so far, you're, you're true fans, you're troopers. I honestly think they're banning that link. Because when it did load on my computer, when I stopped sharing... What did you it, search in DuckDuckGo specifically that led you to that result? I could just do the same thing. Yeah. Um, not, I told you that a minute ago, but you didn't hear. So I'll say it again. My bad. My bad, dude. 9-11 with the forward slash. Okay. 9-11 news reporter says building two collapsed before it collapsed. 
think the internet BBC the editors part of the conspiracy yeah that's what I was trying to click on it's loading slowly because I've seen videos of this and you could say that videos are fake I watched them a lot and they seemed pretty real I used my description. the 9-11 conspiracy theories are pretty well known but. by now the BBC addressed them earlier this month with a documentary until now, I don't think we've been accused of being part of the conspiracy. But now, some websites are using news footage from BBC World on September 11, 2001 to suggest that we were actively participating in some sort of attempt to manipulate the audience. As a result, we're now getting lots of emails asking us to clarify our position. So here goes. We're not part of conspiracy. Okay, thanks for that. Uh, nobody told us what to do or say on September 11th. We didn't get told in advance that buildings were going to fall down. We didn't receive press release releases or scripts in advance of the events happening in the chaos and confusion of the day i'm quite sure we said things which turned out to be untrue or inaccurate at the time were based on the best information we had we did what we always did source our reports used qualifying words like apparently or it's reported or we're hearing and constantly tried to check and double check the information we were receiving for reporter jane stanley was in new york on the day of the attacks like everyone who was there has the events seared on her mind i've spoken to her today and unsurprisingly she doesn't remember minute by minute what she said or did like everybody else that day she was trying to make sense of what she was seeing what she was being told and what was being told to her by colleagues in london who were monitoring feeds and wires services we no longer have the original tapes of our 9-11 coverage for reasons of cock up not conspiracy what the fuck does that mean for reasons of cock up what does that know. mean i don't know if you're british out there please hit us up and let us know what cock up means what cock up cock up mean? i'm looking that up right now something done badly or inefficiently okay british informal something done badly or inefficiently so I if call someone bullshit. has got a recording of our output, I'd love to get hold of it. We do have the tapes for our sister channel, News 24, but they don't help clear up the issue in one way or another. If we reported that the building had collapsed before it had done so, it would have been an error. No more than that. As one of the comments on YouTube says today, so the guy in the studio didn't quite know what was going on. Whoa, that totally proves conspiracy. So they're quoting a YouTube comment to disprove the conspiracy. <laughs> I never read that article before. It was just the first thing I saw without doing a deep research to find those videos. So that's their, that's their response, right? That We sure, don't have they, the videos. They probably did it. We don't have the videos. But if we did do it and you do have the videos, it was a mistake. Yeah. How do you refute that? You can't really. Dude, didn't I say that before you pulled the article up? Was they probably scrubbed the internet of this shit? Uh, it's clearly, yeah. I'll find it though. We'll do another little sub episode when I find all this. I want to find the the, uh, I mean, the I timeline of the events that I was talking about too. Yeah, you want to pull it's that short, up? No, Let's finish it's, this I've article. Been, I've been trying to pull up kind of the background, and it's not. I haven't been able to find it. Oh damn! I, I read well, it a couple of years ago. Um, let's fucking finish this article yeah, because I got some pictures to fucking show. Because there's another couple of weird things in this motherfucking article. Sorry, I'm cursing too much. I need to sound smarter and speak more clear. I curse. Give me a second. I'm loading up the folder with the pictures. Um, see the screen sharing with the 
pictures is different. Because you got to share like the preview window. So just give me a second and figure this out. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. It will be worth it. Oh, I found that timeline. Okay. Hold that timeline. Let's go through these pictures. It's really long, though. I don't know if you want to read through all this. We'll do what we can. I want to get an idea of what you're talking about. Show it to me. All right. Picture being shared. Now I'm going to double check and make sure. I'm looking. I don't see. I shared my preview, my right, finder. Yeah. You got it? I see it. You yeah. see it? Okay. And it can go through the picture as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can see that. Where is the find? You lost it? No. I'm looking at it. You still got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you just keep asking if I see the picture. We see the picture. What's going well, on? You, you said, um, where's where's the what? I'm saying, where's the plane like that? I guess that's what we're looking at in this picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, where's the plane? Exactly. So I'm going to find the part I was reading that said something. So they had a dead list, people that didn't leave the center. Nobody was killed. So Nobody was call. killed in this. Like at the White House. Mm. People, people who didn't evacuate the White House, like some staffers or oh, whatever. Oh, we're still talking about the article. Got you. Yeah, I'm going to finish that up, and these pictures are connected to that. So just sit there on the first picture. I have eight total. Okay. Let me just find it. Von deepened. Speechwriters began researching for presidential remarks, yada, yada. This is so the, basically the, the White House staffers evacuated from that building. The person yeah. who's writing this, her husband worked in the Daimler. What was the name of that building? Um, Daimler Chrysler office. Mm. So she called her husband upon evacuating, asking if they could move the White House there. Um, the staff, at the, the dude had already evacuated all the people at the office her husband and uh, he asked his staffers to leave their passwords for their computers so that they could so that the white house can use them to continue working so basically whenever they got there they got to work right away the speech writers started doing their thing for preparing george bush's remarks uh communications was looking out for uh contact with the media and then senior staff was kind of coordinating everything and then around 5 p.m., the West Wing staff uh, was told they should head back to the White House, but the president was returning. So they went room by room at the Dangler Chrysler office, collected any documents that were left behind because those materials were now presidential records to be preserved at the National Archives. Um, blah, 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 blah. Working at the White House is a binding experience in itself, but the strengthening of that bond deepened after an experience like this. Yeah, and then earlier in the article, they praised the White House, like the, the culture of the White House stuck with the people in the face of an emergency. And that was the article, just a personal recollection of a White House staffer's events on 9-11 when it actually went down. But yeah, so I found the two parts connected to my pictures um, because it's like the, the most that talked about... So let me just read it. Moments later, hijackers crashed American Airlines Flight 77 into the Pentagon. Vice President had been evacuated from his West Wing office to the President's Emergency Center, also called the Bunker. 
Okay, so they just breeze over Pentagon, and here's the Pentagon picture number one. Where's the plane, bro? Where's the plane? All right, they're out there putting out fires right there. Maybe not right there, but I have a picture. It's from the day after, so. Yeah, well, watch. I have a picture where they are putting out fires. Yeah, I see nothing. This is where they're putting out fires, and there's no plane. There's fucking still, they're still spraying water, and what's this blue thing right there? Is that a, like half of a plane? Oh, that's a water tank. That's a water tank. So yeah, they're still putting out fires, and there's absolutely no plane. Just the, just this wall that just seemed to collapse, right there probably where the bombs were that took out the supports because there's no plane here man this isn't rocket science yeah and there's no clear video of the, there's just a video of a rocket uh, like a, a a fireball basically oh yeah 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 it was a rocket that's the whole thing dude you're right it was a gosh dang rocket uh, it, it, it looks like it could have been a cruise missile yeah well, you know, cruise missile, whatever. Same thing. This is a better yeah. picture of them putting out the fire, and there's no goddamn plane. Not a single, not nothing. Like, if it... You'd have pieces, yeah. Yeah, you'd, man, have, you'd have pieces. You'd have debris. You'd have pieces. You would, yeah. This is only building. Oh, okay. that being said, I mean, I guess the ones that hit the towers, there's no pieces left of those. Is there? Probably not. Where's the hard drive, the indestructible hard drive? They refine that at the Pentagon. But come on, man, you know. You can just look at that and know that's... Where's the plane? I mean, if the plane smashed in, it would be more of like a hole. Like if you see that... If you look... I, you can't see where I'm pointing, but the yeah, vertical... You can? Yeah. My pointer? Wow. Yeah. So here... And then it just collapses down. If it was a plane that just crashed right in here... I, I won't pretend to be an expert or like know what, like an architectural expert to understand like how. Yeah, but I'm just visualizing. Yeah, I get the, it. How the planes exploded on the towers. It looks nothing like that. It would be a huge explode. The plane is like twice this size. The wings should have taken out sections here and sections here. It should have been like a explosion that just shoots through the center for another 40 feet, taking out the building. But it's like just the kind of a dead stop. It's just the collapse. It it's looks like, like all the break. Yeah, it looks like all the chaos is here. And there's not a goddamn wing. How small was this? A Cessna? No, it was a Boeing. Yeah, exactly. There should be wing. I mean, these things are way wide. I mean, from the those things are at least wide wingtip to wingtip as those fire trucks are. You know what I'm saying? Where's the wing? I'm just yeah, asking right. basic you're, questions. You're Do you know what I'm right. saying? You're right about that. So one but, more thing. You know, we're just speculating, but yeah, you're right. Um, so one more thing was in horror and grief. Let me make sure I'm reading the right paragraph. Okay, yeah, in horror and grief, we watched the news of the hijacked plane that went down in a field in Pennsylvania, but the mood in the Daimler Chrysler office focused to determine. As one colleague said, the culture of the White House stuck with people in the face of an emergency. So let's go back to that plane in Pennsylvania they're talking about. That's the crash site. Granted, they could have cleaned it up by now, but I got a few more pictures that add to the... 
It's that yeah. original picture. Um, but this is the size of the plane scaled to the... Everything disintegrated, right? <laughs> and this looks like when it was still on fire. Where is everything? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could say they picked it up before these pictures, but dude, if you got a plane this size that fucking crashed into the ground and made a hole, then you have a very direct impact. That's not a it's not like a sideways impact where it's going to scrape on the ground forever. That's just like a little... So you think they shot Flight 93 down and just picked it up? Man. I don't know. Because there's also records, from what I understand, of all the cell phones that were on the plane they did make phone calls out after the yeah. hijacking in some other part of the country or world and then they were never heard of again so there's like those cell phone pings yeah I do and, and this could be that i mean that hole just doesn't look like what i think would happen when a boeing Hits the ground yeah, and where's all the debris? Like there, there should the be like for me is like where like it should be a, you, you should see something. There should be a big streak. Like let's just say they picked up all the debris already in this picture, and all we have is this crater to look at. A plane this size going that fast, it should be like a big streak of just fucked up land. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This looks like a <coughs> looks like somebody just dropped a massive boulder in the ground and, and then picked it up. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like look how some more pictures. No, that's it. There's without the design. Yeah, it's it was always sketchy to me. There's definitely deeper so, sources that talk about these things if this is interesting. And you look into it deeper. We could do a whole episode on just this plane stuff right here. Okay, so that's it for my pictures and my questions about how that article breezes over some of the most complex shit of the whole investigation. Yeah. And how this is like this big concerted effort with that Netflix documentary coming out that just kind of like doesn't ask hard questions doesn't push issues on Colin Powell and Rumsfeld Powell has proven to have lied that anthrax he held up in Congress when he was like they got anthrax over there and this is when the anthrax attacks were building up to 9-11 because they were connecting anthrax to the Middle East and to terrorists and the same terrorists that did the van bombing in the 80s at the trade centers like this has been something building up with this anti-Middle East terrorist in the Middle East narrative so that by the time this happens people are like it's go to war we gotta get these fuckers that just don't like us you know cause you got two yeah. three generations that came up on that narrative with two attacks and then the anthrax scare that anthrax he held up though was proven to be like like decade old anthrax from it's not even good after a certain time so he used bad anthrax from a different source than what he was saying to get us into war saying this is from the terrorists like it's this Colin Powell is full of shit Condoleezza Rice also is full of shit 
And it just doesn't push any of those issues. So that's just a concerted effort right now with the end of the Forever War and the 9-11 anniversary. You know, just push this really milk toast narrative that just reinforces patriotism via emotional triggering and trauma stories. So this, I'll send you this because I don't know. For I probably won't have time to run this whole thing without all the app. So as you can see, it's pretty long. What's this thing now? A timeline of what? Yeah, this is just a timeline of the events. Uh, I'll phrase it how they do. So. Um, timeline of the events so that we don't get fooled again if by getting sucked into useless wars basically mm-hmm. so um it starts back in 92 right defense secretary dick cheney declares president bush senior wise not to invade baghdad and get bogged down in the problems of trying to take over and govern iraq in april of 93 saddam hussein reportedly tries to assassinate bush senior uh, in January of 98, project for a new American century founded by Cheney, Scooter Libby, Donald Rumsfeld, Jeb Bush, Paul Wolfowitz, and other top neocons demands President Clinton undertake the removal of Saddam Hussein's regime. Uh, in June of 98, um, Dick Cheney says, the good Lord didn't see fit to put oil and gas only where there are democratically elected re- regimes friendly to the United States. And that was when he was the Halliburton wow. CEO at the time. Wow. Uh, it goes on. 8-7-98, Al-Qaeda bombs U.S. embassies in Africa, killing 220 and injuring some 4,000. In uh, October of 98, Clinton signs the Iraq Liberation Act. Regime change becomes official U.S. policy. Dude, Late go back 98. a step. Go back a step. That opens up a whole can of worms into that whole Tanzania, Africa, mining lithium, coup, Elon Musk, all that stuff. That thing in Africa. What the fuck are we doing in North Africa that no one's talking about? Colonialization, exporting democracy, ripping off resources, fucking people. And running propaganda by putting out CIA movies on Netflix about like North African drug lords and shit. Like Blood Diamond probably had a lot of propaganda about North Africa, about how like these people are ruthless. This place is fucking crazy. It's a good thing we're there. They're doing this with diamonds. Like they're the ones exploiting their resource. You know what I'm saying? So there's like this. It just so happens that all these mainstream movies and shows cover the exact topics our intelligence agent and government don't really want us to know about. But anyway, keep going, keep going. In late 98, General Anthony Zini, head of the U.S. Central Command, examines Iraqi exile Ahmed Chalabi's military plan to overthrow Saddam with a thousand men. He warns Congress it is pie in the sky, a fairy tale. In November of the next year, 99, Chalabi connected Iraqi defector Curveball a convicted sex offender and low-level engineer who became the sole source for much of the case that Saddam had WMD, particularly mobile weapons labs, enters Munich seeking a German visa. German intel officers describe his information as highly suspect. U.S. agents never debrief, debrief curveball or perform a background check. Nonetheless, the Defense Intelligence Agency and CIA will pass raw intel on to senior policymakers. So this dude had low-level information that we just took and passed on to our decision-makers, basically. 
uh, because it supported a narrative that would allow us to invade a country. Anyway, uh, 8.27 of 2000, America must not act as an imperialist power, willy-nilly moving into capitals in that part of the world, taking down governments. That's Vice President Candidate Dick Cheney. Um, 10-3-2000, debating Al Gore, George Bush says he'd commit troops only with an exit strategy, and he'd be very careful about using our troops as nation builders. So this is all pre-9-11. October 11th, 2000, in a subsequent debate, Bush says, if we're an arrogant nation, they'll resent us. If we're a humble nation but strong, they'll welcome us. October 12th, 2000, Al-Qaeda attacks USS Cole in Aden, Yemen, killing 17, injuring 39. November 6, 2000, Congress doubles funding for Iraqi opposition groups to more than $25 million. $18 million is earmarked for, earmarked for Chalabi's Iraqi National Congress, which then pays defectors for anti-Iraq tales. November 7, 2000, which was election night, indecision 2000 begins. November 2000, future Chief Justice John Roberts flies to Florida to advise Jeb Bush during recount. December 12, 2000, Supreme Court hands presidency to George Bush. Early 2001, Enron CEO Ken Lay named to Bush Energy Department transition team. Jack Abramoff appointed to Interior Department transition team. Jack so, Abramoff? <laughs> uh, January 30th, 2001, Saddam's removal is top item of Bush's inaugural national security meeting. Treasury Secretary Paul O'Neill later recalls, it was all about finding a way to do it. The president is saying, go find me a way to do this. February 11th, 2001, Iraq is probably not a nuclear threat at the present time. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld tells Fox News Tony Snow. February 14th, Dick Cheney's energy task Force begins secret meetings with oil company executives. And the public learned about this on April 16th of that year. Uh, February 16th, Bush. To send a clear signal to Saddam, U.S. and U.K. bomb targets near Baghdad. February 24th, Saddam has not developed any significant capability with respect to weapons of mass dest destruction. So once again, this is Colin Powell. February 26th, the future Iraq ambassador L. Paul Brenner III says the new administration seems to be paying no attention to the problem of terrorism. Um, here we go. March 5th, 2001, Pentagon produces documents titled Foreign Suitors for Iraqi Oilfield Contract for Cheney's Task Force. It includes maps of areas for potential exploration. <laughs> Um, wow. April 10th, 2001, lone CIA analyst known only as Joe tells top Bush brass that aluminum tubes bought by Iraq can only be for nuclear centrifuges. On vacation in Crawford, Bush receives a presidential daily briefing warning, bin Laden determined to strike in U.S. FBI highlights Al-Qaeda activists consistent with hijacking preparations as well as surveillance of federal buildings. And when was this? this Eight was 8601. CIA, CIA officer flies to Crawford to call Bush's attention to document. Bush replies, all right, you've covered your ass now. <laughs> 81001, major air raid on Iraq. 81701, memo to CIA from energy department experts eviscerates Joe's theory that aluminum tubes purchased by Iraq are for nuclear centrifuges. 
memo given to National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice, who later claims tubes are clear evidence of Iraqi nuke pro- pro- program. Here we go. September 2011. Curveball granted German asylum seizes cooperation. Seizes cooperating. British spy agency MI6 has told the CIA that elements of his behavior strike us as typical of fabricators. So he's lying about this shit. NSA intercepts messages that say the match is about to begin. Tomorrow is zero hour. Not translated until September 12th. What day was this? That was, that was September 10th. When did 9-11 happen right here? They skipped over it? No, it's right north, uh, September 11th. Al-Qaeda oh, I think it's September 1st. So stupid. Minutes taken by Rumsfeld aide five hours later. Best into fast. Judge whether good enough to hit SH at same time. Not only UBL, Osama bin Laden. So he's telling that that was that was notes taken by Donald Rumsfeld's uh, secretary or aide or whatever. So she says he's he's saying to her basically to jot this down best into fast. We're going to judge whether it's good enough for us to hit Saddam Hussein at the same time. Uh, not only Osama bin Laden. So like he's already geared up to go and invade a country that maybe had nothing to do with this attack. Uh, September wow. 12th, according to a counter-terror SAR, Richard Clark, Bush told us, I want, want you, as soon as you can, to go back over everything, everything. See if Saddam did this. Told evidence against al-Qaeda overwhelming. Bush asked for any shred Saddam was involved. And we learned about this in the public in 04, right? 9-17-01, Bush wants Osama dead or alive. I remember that. 9-18-01, anthrax attacks begin. 9-1801. In a move, a federal judge will later call conscious shocking. EPA Chief Christine Todd Whitman says Area Ground Zero is safe and encourages residents to return. 9-1801. Chalabi meets with top DOD officials. 9-1901. Pentagon's Defense Policy Board, chaired by Richard Pearl and featuring Henry Kissinger and Newt Gingrich, declares that Iraq should be invaded after Afghanistan. 9-1201. British PM Tony Blair advises Bush not to lose focus on Al-Qaeda. Bush replies, I agree with you, Tony, but when we have dealt with Afghanistan, we must come back to Iraq. 9-2001, PNAC letter to Bush. Even if evidence does not link Iraq directly to the attack, any strategy aiming at the eradication of terrorism and its sponsors must include a determined effort to remove Saddam Hussein from power. 9-2101, Bush briefed by Intel community that there's no evidence linking Saddam to 9-11. Anyway, this goes on and on and on. I, you know, as you can see, it's really long here. Dude, Somebody that was fascinating. But I encourage, so I just read the first like third of this to you guys. I'm going to send this to Dylan. We're going to post this in the show notes for today. And in memoriam of 9-11, I encourage you to take 15 minutes of your time and go read through all of these. As you can see, it's really well laid out. It's just a timeline of factual events and quotes leading up and after that, that that clearly outline a hidden agenda behind this whole thing. So that's our 9-11 talk for today. Whoa. That was badass. So anyway, I, I read oh, that a couple shit. of years ago and I was like, this is after we got rid of, uh, after we got out of Iraq, but uh, thought it would be appropriate to revisit it. I mean, what is Donald Rumsfeld and these guys have like what 
these guys in suits with tons of money that are talking about what countries they need to invade and about oil. I mean, what more do you need to... Complex, baby. It's all about the money, funding, defense funding. I need funding to go invade this country. I know, but I'm just pointing out how obvious it is because it's these suits and ties that are sitting here talking about invading over oil, but no one pays attention to it. And then what's weird is how lucky for them that fucking terrorists took down the trade centers fucking nailed it man a grand slam those buildings were built to withstand plane impact that's just you know who's to say that like and they were running drills cia fucking funded right like all of it i mean i think it is i subscribe that we've been you know i go so far as to think that 9-11 was also a ritual like alchemy occultic because that transforms the consciousness and the mentality of an entire nation immediately. And that's what alchemy is, is the transformation of consciousness in your mind. It's not necessarily turning gold into dirt or something. And the most famous... That's what's happening the, right now. Not the most famous, but the, the spell, the ritual for um, gaining power. I'm paraphrasing, but just to paint the picture to gain power is um, like a chaos spell where out of two come one and out of chaos comes order and that's what the world trade centers were is the two were taken out there was uh, that, that alchemy ritual that changed the mindset of the whole country the trauma you know you need trauma that's a CIA MK Ultra mind control proven trick is trauma is how you reprogram a mind and brainwash it well, so we're traumatized thing is, and like, they it, aired the whole thing they aired it it was like it was like the jfk it was on live tv everywhere. and people saw it happened and then now they erect a one world trade center so out of two literally come one world trade center so when you put the occultic stencil over this whole thing, those boxes check off too. And whether you believe in it or not, it happened and function. Out of two comes one, out of chaos comes order. The alchemy ritual of gaining power and inducing your subject with trauma so you can control their mind. And now people like the Donald Rumsfelds of the world get rich because they win. How lucky yeah. for them that these planes took down the towers and now they get to go invade all these fucking countries they've been planning and discussing logistics because they have interest in mine. According to who was it, Rumsfeld or Powell, who said God didn't place oil on any place that democratically disagrees with us. Whatever that clever little phrase was. Basically, Shame. all of our enemies. Yeah. yeah, all of our enemies have oil and none of our allies do. How 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 lucky for us. And then these fucking attacks happen and no one questions it. You're just the fucking dumb truther who needs to be ostracized and shit because you think this was... I totally 100% believe this is all an inside job by these fucking people we just talked about. Either they were the leaders of it or they benefited or were compromised and had to help it happen. But 
Uh, yeah, there's there's no question this was an inside job. Where's the fucking plane at, you know? They just conveniently lost all the documents, too. Hey, can you look up, like, a couple days before 9-11? I think it was Rumsfeld came out on the news and said, we're missing $4 trillion from the Federal Reserve. And then, like, a day later, all the documents to prove that are destroyed. Tower 7 goes down. World Trade Centers get taken out. And they get all their money back in war. That's not for terrorism because we fund them like we're allies with saudi arabia we fund saudi arabia and saudi arabia props up the taliban and when they show pictures of people like with babies dying or women giving their babies to soldiers and people are like look they're giving our soldiers their babies their babies because we're helping it's like no they're giving their babies away and it's like that over there because we're helping to completely bomb them and people are like buy this propaganda and it's weird because at the same time they buy that propaganda they'll like agree that the wars are bad or something it's like people not get it the claim that Rumsfeld made we were missing 2.3 trillion dollars um, transactions and that was made on September 10th that it was Rumsfeld that said that yeah yeah that they cannot track 2.3 trillion in transactions yeah missing from the Federal Reserve I heard some pretty deep stuff about um, uh, the 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 safe in the basement of the World Trade Center when the initial bombs went off in the basement they were blown open and it was all emptied which had like gold and money in it shit tons mm-hmm. and um there were like like black agents that were like reported they just ran by and then they ran out and there were people working on the elevator shafts leading up to it that supposedly planted and prepped bombs mm-hmm. when you, you know there was a lot of stuff leading up to it and super super deep that it was actually nazi gold because you know there was gold during the nazi war that we got and george bush senior started that bank with fritz hans fritz and Mm -hmm. he funneled he funneled our money to him in effect funding the nazis in that whole war that we propagandized and got ourselves in like on purpose so i'd like to look into that so the Nazi yes. scene is interesting. Yeah, but there's some gold that's been floating around since World War One, one hundred percent Nazi gold. And apparently it was in those safes too. Could be wrong or true, but I do believe there were bombs initially in the basement based off of like initial first hand reports of that have now been scrubbed. Because what happens is the initial news reporters get there and they talk to first hand witnesses and then the narrative gets controlled and things get scrubbed. And then they start, like, don't talk to them, don't talk to them, interview this guy, interview this guy. So you got to get, like, the initial first eyewitness reports. And those always get buried right away. Like, the story always changes right after, like, the damage control. Yeah. And that's where the real juice is. I got to go look into the Nazi gold stuff. But uh, I see a link for that timeline that we just read through so that you can post it in the notes and... Everyone can do a little deep dive on their own on 9-11. Word. Uh, Remember the useless death of that day, unfortunately. Yeah. Crazy. uh, Moving on, we had another article about, you know, what's up with lately these companies doing these promotional promotions where they're like, 
mixing blood and like featuring blood and satanic uh satanic artwork and shit yeah tony hawk put his board uh, this article is very weird but also kind of cartoonish because this water company called liquid death they claim to murder your thirst they I've teamed up with hawk to create a limited edition of 100 boards with his deck a vial per board they're gonna sell for 500 bucks but 500 bucks but apparently this article said he literally sold his soul in the contract like yeah right yeah do you have that part pulled up i have the article yeah this cater previously signed a legally binding contract selling his vitality to liquid death and consumers can too if they want exclusive access to merch and private events contracts are binding for all eternity the brand says <laughs> what the fuck do have to say the artwork is super fucking metal looking though just it's like a metal band and he's <laughs> always had that metal. cool hawk but his his press thing is his press statement is no i just read it right here but his press statement's really weird it's like very impersonal like like he really is part of a contract and he has the because listen to this I'm deeply thankful to have a connection with my fans and I appreciate how Liquid Death connects with theirs, said Hawk in a press release. This collaboration is taking those connections to a new level as I've literally put my blood and soul into these decks. Liquid Death. trying to take, take the piss a little bit too. Like yeah, yeah, that's like a that. good way of putting it. But I mean like, because they, you know, Lil Nas X did his whole thing recently, right? With the shoes and the the 666 shoes you know what i'm talking about right yeah he was straight up that was a straight up satanic but and then so they saw that what kind of like that went fucking super viral right so if i'm like a if i'm a marketing guy and i'm like hey what can we do to really like get our name out there oh let's do some satanic shit like Lil nas x or take a play like take the piss in that and like kind of do it that way that's why they have him like signing a contract for his life and stuff yeah and when you watch the video like it's he's trying to be kind of comedic you know yeah. during it like watch the video at the bottom of the article um and they just take one vial of blood they d dump it in the paint and they paint the paint the the boards with it and then like on tony hawk's side of things like apparently the proceeds are going to be going to organizations that fight plastic pollution and create skate parks worldwide. So I think he, he's always been into that, like making skate parks everywhere. So this was probably an opportunity for him to just once again, further his cause of making skating more accessible for people everywhere. So I'm just trying to look at both sides of it. It is fucking yeah. super satanic seeming and, Hey, we're gonna sign your soul away for this uh, corp corporation, which is uh, like what? Yeah, that might be taking the piss. Like, it's probably not really contract. I mean, it probably says it in the contract, but it's probably not something that's ever gonna affect them. Like a joke. Like, hey, we can own your soul. I was like, oh, soul's not technically real anyway. So okay, yeah. So market great. You know? Yeah. Like, but, this is the picture of him with the contract at the bottom. Let me see that. Hold on. I am Tony Hawk, and I hereby verify that I have given my blood, in parentheses, soul, question mark, to liquid death. Yeah, but see, that's weird, you know? And here's the thing is that Tony Hawk recently had a celebrity explosion out of nowhere. Like, he's just, he was with Avril Lavigne, and he's just been everywhere, you know? Yeah, this is the click-through to sell your soul to liquid death. Selling your soul to join the club gets you 
one free liquid death tea with your first water order, exclusive access to club-only merchandise, early access to limited edition merchandise we announced to the public, invites to private shows and events, all kinds of other cool shit we can't tell you about yet. I wonder if this is some kind of Cointel Pro Intel gathering on people like this, and they're like, get it, get them to these events and drug them up like the CIA does with like fentanyl laced mushrooms and shit, and studies them and gets an idea of the skater millennial crowd. We got Tony I mean, Hawk giving a speech, but it's just weird. This to is me. definitely the skater aesthetic, right? And like kind of punk attitude, like fuck you attitude. Like we're going to mark yeah. those people. Yeah, sure. Definitely. The brand. I mean, I'm just looking at it from like the mainstream view, right? Yeah. But I'm looking at it how mainstream works so, occult, occultically and that's just like he's had this weird push lately. Out of nowhere, he had this push. Yeah. And that happens when you're playing ball. I mean, you can get famous, but to be pushed and to be put places and, and, you know, you play ball and you make a joke about it. Yeah. And, but there's also, you could say like, it's just been in the zeitgeist a lot lately, like with Bill Nas X and his thing. So it's, maybe this is some kind of weird narrative that's being woven into it. Or maybe this is a company that's playing on a marketing hype. Because Lil Nas X and his his because of this uh, that I have up on the screen here in his collaboration with Mis- yeah. Mischief, yeah, they sold, they sold all six hundred sixty six of those shoes for like a thousand bucks a pop. And yeah, but check sale value will be ridiculous on those. His shoes came out when he was like when he performed at the Super Bowl and shit, or wherever he performed, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, he was amazing." Recently, at at that time, this was the shoes. Who was it? It's not necessarily the Super Bowl. Not necessarily the Super Bowl, but he performed somewhere, and he was really gay. He was really gay about it. He released a a new music video for his new song. Is that what it was? So it coincided with the release of his new new video, and in that video, he's like. Sliding down a stripper pole to hell oh, okay. and like giving Satan a lap dance and then eventually kills Satan and becomes Satan in the video. Anyway, it's still in conjunction with being pushed. Yeah, it's just it's a, a lot of that satanic theme shit getting shared around lately. So just very interesting. It's, it's interesting. I think Tony Hawk's contract was up and he had to sign it again. And they were like, all right, let's do some joke. Here's where the real investigation is. Who owns Liquid Death? Who owns that? Who? Where's that coming from? Is it Nabisco? Is it Donald Rumsfeld again with his Nabisco steak? Mike Cesario, who founded it. Who the fuck is that? You got a yeah. picture of this douchebag? I'm just on the Wikipedia page. I feel like he lives. He in previously Miami. worked as a Netflix creative director. Hmm. Well, they, so he was pushing fucking propaganda out there, Dylan. You were right, dude. Netflix is nothing but weird satanic shit all the time. Netflix so, is Netflix is on point. Expand to bars, tattoo parlors, and certain barber shops in Los Angeles and Philly as a lifestyle play. He was initially marketed towards straight edge adherents and fans of heavy metal music and punk rock. Well, hey. You know, let's be honest with the satanic theme right there. Like that is, yeah. Golgothan has that. Well, not really satanic, but I mean, we we take the piss on metal themes all the yeah. time. 
No, I can see that. I'm definitely pushing it on this one, but it was, go. it's definitely fucking wild. It was a big story. If you want to know what I think about the occultic shit, go watch our Katy Perry episode. Yeah. That one was really mind-blowing to me, that fucking Katy Perry video. Yeah, that's the stuff that I think of when I see this. Like, oh, it's easy and it's joking, but it's kind of weird. All right. And then we had discovery of a dragon man skull in China. Yeah. You want to tell me about that one? Yeah, this worker found it and hid it in a well for 85 years. It's like from the 30s, 40s or something. He was ashamed of working for the Japanese, it said. That's why he hid it, because he would have to say he was working for the Japanese. He was working for Japanese when he found it. So it's at least 140,000 years old and is a new species of ancient human a finding that could potentially change prevailing views of how and even where our species evolved it belonged to a mature male who had a huge brain massive brow bulbous nose deep um, yeah it's called the dragon man for the dragon river re- region of northeast china where the skull was discovered uh, its name is homo longi homo longi and not the neanderthals it's a weird uh, looking skull, like it's long. Yeah, here I'll share it. But it it implies a giant size as well, so I think it's actually for a giant later in the article. I'll try to find that part. Um Uh, you must have a subscription to New York Times because, like, it won't even show me. Like, I can view and then it cuts me off. It like, I don't, put it on reader view. I, I tried that. It's still. Yeah, you know, I don't have a subscription to New York Times. I get like a snippet of the article. Mm. So he said, "It's a beautiful thing when you find something rare and in good condition. You dream of finding this stuff." So it was a laborer in 1933 in the city of Harbin that found it. Uh, rather than hand over the skull to the Japanese authorities who occupied the Northeast China at the time, he hid it. Shortly before his death in 2018, the laborer told his family about the fossil. This story sounds kind of fishy. They went to the well and found it. The family donated it to Geoscience Museum of Hebei, Hebei or GEO University. Uh, papers published Friday. Well preserved. Yeah, his cheeks were flat, his mouth broad. The lower jaw missing. Researchers infer from Dragon Man's upper jaw and other fossil human skulls that he likely lacked a chin. They say his brain was 7% larger than the average human brain. They found no previously named species of hominin that looked like him based off of uh, his anatomical features. The lineage of uh, fucking... They later evolved into larger brain species. Okay. It's distinctive enough to be a different species said Christopher Stringer, a paleoanthropologist at the Natural History Museum in London, co-author of two of the three Dragon Man papers. Scientists analyzed chemical composition in the fossil and determined it was at least 146,000 years old, but no older than 309,000. Okay, so there's just like a, an error of like 50% there. Yeah. He existed at the time when hominids coexisted, including Homo erectus, a tall human with the brain two-thirds the size of her own, as well as tiny hominins, including Homo naledi in South Africa, Homo floresiensis in Indonesia, and Homo luzonensis in the Philippines. Oldest Homo sapien fossils date 
to this time the Neanderthals shared our large brain in tool making. Uh, they ranged from Europe to Central Asia during the period when Dragon Man may have lived. Oh, look, it connects to the Denisovans. In recent years, study of fossil DNA have revealed yet another human-like lineage in this period, the Denisovans, the giants. In that cave that made the bracelet with the hole drilled in the bracelet <clears throat> that can only be done with the power drill because they see markings that show it was a power drill that made this bracelet. Denisovans, man, old giants. Um, so where's that part? It says... Look, here we go. The most promising fossil yet found that could be evidence of Denisovans came from a cave in Tibet. A massive jaw with two stout molars dating to 160,000 years. Um, so, what I think this could be that advanced racist thing that's on the hollow earth that had larger brains than us, so they're smarter than us. And it's big motherfuckers. Yeah. They interbred with ancestors of modern humans and we carry bits of their DNA today. Because our lineage split off on its own 400,000 years ago, Neanderthals and Denisovans diverged. In other words, Neanderthals and Denisovans were our closest extinct relatives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But many puzzles still endure. So they found well, the some fossils. They found, ties to the jaw that they found in Tibet. Yeah, there's a part where it talks about it being giant. I'm looking for it. I'm reading through it with you. I don't see it anywhere in here so far. It is widely believed Neanderthals belong to an extinct lineage that is the closest relative of our own species. However, our discoveries suggest that the new lineage we identified that includes Homo longi is the actual sister group of H. sapiens. Said Zijun Ni, co-author of the studies of paleoanthropologist at the Chinese Academy of Sciences and Hebei University. Hmm. Other experts thought the similarity between the Tibetan jaw with the Denisovan-like proteins and the skull from Harbin pointed to Dragon Man's real identity. When I first saw the picture of the fossil, I thought, now we finally know what Denisovans looked like, said Philip Guns from Max Planck Institute in Leipzig, Germany. This is interesting. A new study based, on, based instead on fossil anatomy indicates that instead that Homo longi and Homo sapiens are more closely related to each other than the Neanderthals. Wow. Hmm. Say that again? The new study, based instead on fossil anatomy, indicates instead that Homo longi are, and Homo sapiens are more closely related to each other than to Neanderthals. Hmm. So we are more closely related to this dragon man than to Neanderthals. Wow. Well, well. Based on based on one study the, of the fossil anatomy, I didn't see anything about it being giant in there. But yeah, if you look at giant. the skulls going from left to right, right there though, the it's a big old head. That's a yeah. That's a big old head. I mean, after you have skin and muscle, right yeah. So that that's the so I've concluded that's the giants that are living inside the hollow earth. They had oh, here it is. 7% larger than ours. 
In the papers published Friday, the researchers argue that Homolungi appears to have been an adult of great size. His cheeks and mouth, his cheeks were flat, his mouth broad, lower jaw was missing. But he probably didn't have a chin. Probably some nine, ten, twelve foot tall motherfuckers. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. Big old eye socket. Gosh dang. That's a big head. It's like a long backwards. Yeah. Damn. There you have it, folks. There you our have closest, it. Our closest uh, ancient relative right there. Yeah, so... Uh, don't forget to check out that timeline article on 9-11. I know I'm going to. I read it a couple of years ago. And I was, like, by the end, I was like, mind blown. This is This was so clearly orchestrated. Right? Right? Yep, I'm about to go check out and see what kind of new things Joe Biden just put into place for this COVID, COVID uh, protocols. Oh, yeah. Let me go check that out, too. Walk to the gas station and buy some junk. There you go. Get high and walk to the gas station, buy yeah. some snacks. Yeah. Sounds like the life, Dylan, that you're living over there in beautiful Colorado. Yeah, man. Looking at the mountains off in the distance, just thinking about how big the world is. Well, no, I'm thinking about what I'm thinking about what the military is doing under the mountain. If I could have like a video game HUD where I press a button and I go into like a different view mode and I could see like highlighted areas of the mountain where when it, shit's yeah. happening. Be when like, are we just gonna shit. go on our Hollow Earth expedition? When are we just gonna do it? Let's just go. When I'm 65 and I learn how to sail, we just go to the North Pole. And I've done everything. We're gonna launch from Bellingham, and we're just gonna ride it all the way up to Russia off of Palin's porch. All we're right. gonna say hey to Sarah Palin. I'm gonna try to, you know, flirt with her a little bit. Hey Palin, hey, I agree with all your policies. You wanna hang out? Oh, if you're 65, you know how old Palin's gonna be. Oh, I didn't think about that. Well, we need to go soon. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, we're starting to go fund me for the Hollow Earth expedition, um, and then for Dylan to meet and hook up with Sarah Palin. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you know? Um, whenever she said that, um, that they had to rush Vladimir to the restroom. He was what? They had to rush the president of Russia and like rush him to the bathroom. Why? Wait, he was he was Putin in his pants. It's... I get it. I get it. Anyway, check out Alfred and the Tetonators on YouTube live uh, live sets. Really good, man. I enjoyed it. Cool venue today. Yeah, I like the man. filming of it. The, the different angles came out yeah. really good, and I enjoyed uh, that. Thanks, man. I, I I noticed that the video is like eight milliseconds ahead of the audio. So that happens. That happened on a fucking video I posted on on really? Yeah. Mm. Oh well, fuck it. Yeah. So yeah, today as we record this episode, it is day five of the eleven days of Yom Kippur. So we have released our fifth song on YouTube, and this is a 
our live record before the studio record so new shit um happy yom kippur shalom alaikum my brother and on the 16th by the time this gets up we probably won't have another episode up by then so with this one just go to our youtube alfred and the tednators find the playlist uh psycho gringo tale of the feathered serpent that'll be the name of this record and you can you can get a new video every day until the record release good shit go check it out people i yeah. enjoyed it you will too thanks man and um go gothen on the normal social media platforms instagram Bandcamp, blah 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 go check us twitch. out twitch yeah. join our streams on twitch yeah uh dylan's gonna come play some destiny destiny with me soon we're gonna do some, yeah man uh, some vanguard some gambit some yeah you've been playing yeah i've been trying to get my light level up to where i can do shit it's fun pretty fun yeah i play with my buddy dylan i mean not it, dylan uh, fuck my buddy brad I'm your buddy. So, dude, that's pretty deep. You know, all the mods and stuff you can do to your stuff and whatever. I'm whatever. still learning. I don't know what any yeah. of this shit does yet, but it's pretty deep. He's been coaching me through it. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad you have a mentor there with you as you embark on your journey. Guardian. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's hard, though. Like, uh, that's that's a game you can't just, like, you know, like start a strike and then, like, the baby starts crying so I can pause it and go, like, tend to her. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's hard to play in that sense. Yeah, if you other pause, games are less, Yeah, other video games are less demanding. Right. So, it's good but way anyway, go check out our stuff. Uh, we'll be back next week. I'm glad we didn't miss a week this week, so good job. Yeah, well, we recorded it. I missed the week of getting it edited. Uh, uploaded well yeah but we recorded it so we're staying locked and lo- locked and loaded yeah we're keeping the rhythm so, keeping the rhythm there we go there we go alright man alright well Just I'll see like you it. next week bro yeah bye peace everybody <laughs> <laughs>